When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, and with Will Bonoff, it is great to host the show with you again, Tony. Tony Kornheiser, yeah. That's how I know you. I thought uh-huh. you looked familiar. Yeah, you've yeah. done this show before. I great. have. It's great to like see you. A lot. What was the last time? Evermore. Like a long Evermore time ago. filling in for Mike. Just wonderful. Um, Went to my wedding, looks like this. All of these details should be clues, but thank you for getting there eventually. Yeah. I know you. I do. Mm-hmm. Welcome Thanks, to PTI, Grandma. boys and girls. Wilbon has the day off, so I'm joined by our great friend, the host of the ESPN Daily and Debatable podcast, Mr. Pablo Torre. Yes, they love you. And we begin today with a whole block devoted to quarterbacks. The Giants agreed to a new deal with Daniel Jones, but the Ravens failed to reach one with Lamar Jackson. So the Ravens placed Jackson under the non-exclusive franchise tag, meaning that Jackson would receive a salary of $32.4 million next season and will be free to negotiate with other teams. The Ravens could then match an offer sheet or let Jackson go and receive two first-round picks in return. Pablo, do you understand why the Ravens did what they did? I do because I think I understand the Ravens' whole perspective on this better now. They're not bluffing, Tony. The whole thing about how they disagree about what Lamar Jackson's true valuation is, and they disagree most specifically with Lamar Jackson's valuation of that, that's clear to me. It was $45 million projected. If they did the exclusive tag meeting, no one could negotiate, meaning he was theirs for this year. But this entire time, they've been saying, not just because they don't want to pay Deshaun Watson-level guarantees to Lamar, but because they also clearly are not enjoying the experience of having Lamar as the guy they need to answer to. I believe they should have paid him, but it's clear that they do this because they feel this in a sincere way. I think we're in agreement, mostly. I think the Ravens have thrown up their hands and said, we tried. We tried to get a deal with you. You did not want the deal that we offered, and we didn't want the deal you said to us. So go out there and see if you can make another deal. And then if we like it, we'll match it. But in the interim, at least we're not going to have to pay you $45 million. We just pay you $32 million. Um, I don't know that this is smart. Not right now. Maybe smart now. But I think for a year and a half to two years, they should have given him the money that he wanted. Because it Mm -hmm. is so much easier to win a Super Bowl with a great quarterback. And Lamar Jackson, we believe, is a great quarterback. And and now now we are closer right now as we sit here than we were 24 hours ago of Lamar Jackson actually leaving that team. I think the bet that they're making the Ravens is that 30 other owners don't want to do what the Haslam's did don't want to give a fully guaranteed contract like they did with Deshaun Watson. So what you're, in effect, betting on is collusion of spirit. Yes. You know, that's what it no, is, right? Tony, this entire story has been about this the entire time, and now we just see it more bluntly. 
because this was something that Steve Bishotti, the owner of the Ravens, said. He spoke basically in the royal we. We employers of NFL players don't want to reset the paradigm here. And so I imagine yeah, Steve yeah. Bishotti, the owner of the team, is not merely talking to his own front office. He's getting the incoming. Maybe it's the secondary sort of like not on the record sort of incoming, but incoming from his peers at other teams. These other owners who are like, hold the line. We need to do this because we believe in a different right. philosophy about paying these guys. I just want to go in one slightly different direction and wonder what this is like on Lamar Jackson. He does not have an agent. He does not have a lawyer. He's doing this himself, maybe with some family members. How can you be a football player and now be open for business with all these other teams? I would think this is going to become burdensome. I do. I think that. Yes. Yes. That is an experiment in its own right. But we move on to maybe the grandest of all of these hypotheticals in Aaron Rodgers, Tony, because the Packers have now given reportedly... Permission to the Jets to talk with their star quarterback and Jets officials have, yeah, flown to California just this afternoon as we speak to do exactly that. And Derek Carr had been an option for the Jets, but now Derek Carr is signed with the Saints. And so do the Jets have to land Aaron Rodgers, Tony? Must they do this? Must they get this done? Okay, do they have to or else what will happen? Will the world as we know it explode Please, Pablo, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think the Jets have been to one and only one Super Bowl, and I believe it was long before you were born. It was 54 years ago, and yet, amazingly, the NFL has continued to thrive. Look, if the Jets want Aaron Rodgers, and it seems they do because they're en route to talk to him, they have the money and they have the means to do so. The larger question is, does Aaron Rodgers want the Jets? Okay, does Aaron Rodgers want to leave a sheltered environment in terms of media and criticism that when he does idiosyncratic things, people in Green Bay don't care about it one way or the other, and then go to New York where every single thing he says and does will be analyzed and overanalyzed to an incredible degree. Now, it's tantalizing for this reason, as you well know. If he hits big in New York, if he wins a Super Bowl, it's the moon. He's Mm -hmm. Namath, he's Jeter, he's Willis Reed. He's all of those things. I think he's a smart guy. I've spent time with him. I think he's a smart guy and a calculating guy. I think he can succeed off the field in New York and not worry about that. But the other question is, how about on the field? He's 39 years old. He had a bad year. What does he have left? Brett Favre tried this. It did not work. Tony, those concerns about performance are not concerns to the Jets right now. And you know this. They have been, Aaron Rodgers apparently left after two days of darkness. The Jets have been in 54, to your point. (laughs) And the Jets will take whatever you got. Aaron Rodgers, whatever you got left, it is, it is caviar to the lips of the Jets who have just hired Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator, who have given all the permission to get the Holy Ghost out of the way and consummate this relationship. And the question is truly, does Aaron Rodgers like the idea of being this sort of a character underneath a spotlight that, to your point, again, is cruel, will get under the skin by intention, not by accident, but by intention. And I don't believe he wants that. We'll see if the bluff gets called. This is the bluff that he has been taking. It's very clear that you, you made the right call when you said, you know, under his skin. How thin and how thick is Aaron Rodgers' skin. Because I'll tell you this, I grew up in that city. I, I was started out, newspapers, Newsday, New York Times. 
I know what newspapers can do even to great talents. Ask Reggie Jackson about it. Does Aaron yeah. Rodgers necessarily want that? Because if he thinks he's going to just release stuff through Pat McAfee, he's going to no. get torched in New York. I That's want not him to work. want that. I want him to want it. I don't think he wants it, Tony. I don't think he does. We'll see. He could be, Again, if he hits big, it's the moon. The Seattle Seahawks have signed Geno Smith to a three-year deal worth $75 million. So they are set at quarterback with the comeback player of the year. In addition, the Seahawks are drafting higher, much higher than they normally do. They are at number five. Pablo, should they take a quarterback? So Pete Carroll addressed this very premise at the Combine. They said that they were interested in Geno Smith, and even if they did get this deal, good for Geno to get it, um, they were going to look hard at a quarterback. And of course, you say this because why would you ever say otherwise? This is a pick that could be traded. This is a pick that has value, specifically because a quarterback is the sun in your solar system. But it's also, to me, a thing they actually should do because I'm, uh, Tony, I've fallen for Anthony Richardson. The premise of him. Yeah, yeah. The premise of him. I have fallen for him. This is a rare situation where you don't need him to come in immediately. You can be patient. You can figure out what he is. You can coach him up. I don't know if there's a better situation for Anthony Richardson than behind Geno Smith for, you know, a couple years. Yeah, right now what Anthony Richardson is is an idea. <laughs> That's what he is. Correct. Nobody knows any more <laughs> than that. He's got some numbers. He's an idea at the moment. Look, I want to go through some numbers because I actually think at the top of this answer, this is important. Since 1997, that's 26 years, the Seahawks have been so good under Mike Holmgren and Pete Carroll that only once did they get a draft choice in the top five. I'm told it was in 2009. They took a linebacker named Curry. They didn't do anything special for him. So maybe this draft pick is something they ought to trade out of because they're not very good at it. Like you, I agree that if a quarterback is available, if Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis, sure. if they are available, you take them. And this is why you take them. Because Geno Smith is 32 years old at the moment. From 2015 to 2021, he had five starts in a league. It is very possible that Geno Smith just had a career year that he will never approximate again. And then in a short amount of time, Geno Smith will be not starting because he will be the old Geno Smith. So, yeah, absolutely. Take a quarterback. I mean, they got this pick because they so brilliantly traded a quarterback, Russell Wilson. Yes. They end up with yes. this pick. And Geno Smith, who they signed, has a better year than Russell Wilson by a lot. So they look like geniuses. And now they also have the ability, Tony. <laughs> To do something that other teams don't, which is take a little bit of time. I mean, Geno Smith, that deal is both a three-year deal in name, but the idea of that deal is actually, you know, meeting the reality of, wait, you have outs. You got an out in like year three. It's really like a one to two year deal. It's financially structured yeah, yeah. to allow for the parachute cord to be pulled if Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or, yeah, if CJ Stroud is there, 100% take CJ Stroud to me or Bryce Young. But you have the option, you have the flexibility, yeah. which is the key to building a winner. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's high risk in one, two, three, four, five, picking the quarter. It's high risk, but it's high reward. Let's it take is. a break. I mean, you know, let's have, coming up, how should Grant Williams, your boy, feel about missing the free throws that would have won last night's game for the Celtics? And what should be the sentiments of Knicks fans, Tony, as they attempt to win their 10th their straight game? 10th straight, good lord. I love the fact that you use the phrase caviar on the lips of. 
That was tremendous. Mm. I'm gonna have to oh, yeah. steal that a number of times. A that little was sour great cream, flavor. some caviar. Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Pizza Hut. No one out pizzas the hut. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. I got my doctor's coat on because I'm here to put on a clinic in what's the word against this kid. Come on. Let's get the first one from the producer over the loudspeaker. Grant Williams should feel blank about missing the free throws that could have beaten the Cavs. So my word is devastated. It's either devastated or mortified. Because you can see Grant Williams say, I'm going to make both these shots. This occurred when Donovan Mitchell sidled up to him and started trash talking at that point. If I'm not mistaken, it's a 109-109 tie. And all he does has to do is make one of these shots. He is an 84% foul shooter this year. He was a 91% shooter last year. I think he front rims the first one. And then the Cavaliers do this procedural thing that I really admire. They bring in a <laughs> bunch of substitutes because, in effect, they're trying to ice this guy like he's a field goal kicker. That's and it right. works because he doinks the second one. And then they go to overtime and the Cavaliers win, and he's, it's, this is crushing for this kid. It's a total gag by this kid. Well, that's why my word is tapewormed. He should feel tapewormed, Tony. He should feel like something what? is inside of him now that maybe he can't get out. And look, you're wearing your doctor's coat. You should know that tapeworms can exist in the human body for like 30 years. You can take a healthy person one day. A guy who, by the way, Tony, clutch free throws this season. You know what Grant Williams was shooting? 100% on them. He was as good as a person could be in these specific go-ahead or tie game sort of a moments. And, and for me, I say tapeworm because I'm not sure how I would deal with this if I was him. I'm now the guy who choked. I'm the guy whose head you can get inside of. I have to answer to this version of myself that I didn't think I was. But now I'm that guy because this was an epic collapse by the Celtics right through the end of this game. Tapeworm. I'm dealing with someone, the son of two doctors. He knows how long tapeworms live in your body. What's next? It feels blank that the Knicks could win their 10th straight game tonight. 
It feels inevitable. They are playing Charlotte in Madison Square Garden. Charlotte stinks. They're 20 and 46. They're in the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. They've lost mm-hmm. three in a row. They've lost 10 of 15. They're not going to win this game. Michael Jordan is rehearsing his welcome Wembanyama speech. The Knicks <laughs> are going to win this. You know, look, I don't, I don't mean to sound jaded here, you know, but I grew up with the Knicks. I saw them when yeah. they had much longer streaks than this. Again, we'll go back before you were born. In 1970, they had an 18-game winning streak, and then they lost to Detroit, and I know because I was there. So wake me up when they get to 17. <laughs> Don't bother me before then. But this is precisely why my word is lucid dreamlike. It feels like a lucid dream right now, Tony. One of those dreams where you think you can control what happens in it. Like, this is something that Knicks fans so desperately have wanted. They've been doing this most recently without Jalen Brunson, their best player. They've been doing it, though, during the regular season, when at some point, they are going to wake up, and they're going to be in the playoffs. And you know what they're going to have to reckon with? The fact that their coach, Tom Thibodeau, is the guy who ignores the check engine light on his players more than anybody else in the league. <laughs> Emmanuel quickly he played 55 minutes to beat the Celtics in double OT. Amazing. In the lucid dream where none of the consequences carry with you into reality. When you're actually going to have to make a run and Julius Randle, who's having the season of his life, is second right. in the NBA in minutes. There will be a reckoning as great as it is right now. Thank you for mentioning Jalen Brunson, by the way, because people say if he doesn't play, they can't win. Well, when did he become Walt Frazier? Where, where was <laughs> I when he became Walt Frazier? That was the final word. Let's take one last break. Still to come, Connor McDavid continues his scoring rampage. And Joel Embiid and James Harden are both putting up big numbers. They did it in this latest win by the Sixers. So do you usually have caviar? The way you talked about the onions and the sour cream made me think that that was a nightly experience for you, caviar. Oh, yeah. There's this place called Le Rock in Midtown. They do like a nice, almost a hash brown. Put some caviar on it. This is less relatable, I'm realizing. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 22nd birthday, Michael Harris. Brave center fielder was rookie of the year in 2022, beating out his teammate, pitcher Spencer Strider, who went 11-5 with a 2.67 ERA and 202 strikeouts. Harris had an even better year. Batted 297 with 19 homers, 64 RBI, 20 stolen bases in 114 games. And his offense isn't the selling point. The selling point is Harris's glove. Harris's defense has already drawn comparisons to Andrew Jones. Harris was drafted in the third round in 2019 out of Stockbridge, Georgia, where he grew up cheering for the Braves. The Braves know they have a keeper. And in August, they signed him to an eight-year extension for $72 million. 
And that is a crazy thing, Tony, to have this kid this young. You have him basically for 10 years, $100 million total. It's one of those things where you take advantage of both youth and an experience and a fandom growing up. It's an incredible deal, maybe the best deal in all of baseball over the next decade. Happy anniversary, Golden State. On this day seven years ago, the Warriors set the NBA record for home court dominance when Steph Curry's 41 points against Orlando led his team to its 45th straight home win over two seasons. Eventually, Golden State ran that record up to 54 straight. When it ended, Golden State was on its way to a record 73 wins, home and away in one season. The Warriors finished 39 and two at home that season, as they had the season before. Surprisingly, at least to me, that isn't the record. Both the 2016 Spurs and 1986 Celtics went 40 and one at home. The Denver Nuggets have the best home record this season at 30 and four. And this year's Warriors, they have a particular incentive, Tony, in the stretch run here because they're, I believe, four games behind the Grizzlies who are collapsing in all sorts of ways. And these Warriors right now, 27 and seven at home, seven and 24 on the road. Being a two seed is so essential to their playoff fortunes. Happy trails to last night's game for the Sabres. Connor McDavid scored two goals in Buffalo, including the game winner, to push Edmonton to a 3-2 victory and a tie for third place in the Pacific Division with Seattle. McDavid now has 54 goals and 124 points, which are both career highs. This was McDavid's ninth game-winning goal this season, his 12th multi-goal game, and the 11th straight game in which McDavid has scored at least one point. McDavid has 17 games left, to get two and then get past 60 goals. Since Mario Lemieux scored 69 goals in 1996, only Alex Ovechkin has scored more than 60 goals in one season, 65 in 2008. McDavid, Tony, is on pace for 156 points. If he gets there, it is gonna be him and Gretzky and Lemieux on that list of all-time point scorers in a single season. When it's you and those two guys, feels like a pretty big yeah. deal in my non-expert opinion. I was, I was just surprised that it was 20, in 27 years, only one person has gotten over 60. I mean, I know 50 mm. is the mark and 60 is tremendous, but only once in 27 years, I'm, that's surprising to me. And I get to see him because he's Alex Ovechkin, he's in town. Let's go to the big finish if we could. Joel Embiid scored 42 and James Harden had 20 assists. Wow, to lead the Sixers over the Pacers. What's more impressive, Pablo, the points of the assists? It's the assists because James Harden is leading the NBA in assists this season, and he's scoring, and he's looking like a guy who might not collapse in the postseason, I hope. But UConn beat Villanova to win the women's Big East title. You bullish on the Huskies. Well, they have AZ Fudd back, and she's very important. But I mean, it's just South Carolina does look unbeatable, honestly. Justin Turner of the Red Sox says he feels fortunate to be okay after being hit in the face by a pitch. Your thoughts? 16 stitches, Tony, is what it took. I once got a soccer ball hit into my mouth when I had braces. Not in, not, no, no, I'm impressed. All 16, each one of them, they no count. Caviar Cuba you. and the Netherlands, no, none of it. They open up the World Baseball Classic tonight. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm gonna take Cuba and give one, but the Netherlands is all Curso players. They're really good. Last one, number nine, Gonzaga. Number 16, St. Mary's for the West Coast Conference title tonight. Who you got? Like Wilbon, a product of Jesuit education, I take Gonzaga, please. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. Go Binghamton Bearcats, beat Vermont.
And I'm Pablo Torre. Thank you for watching. And please check out ESPN Daily and Debatable wherever you get the good podcasts. And now here's Sports Center. Caviar for you all the time. You are living the life, Pablo. You the are living the, the people. life.